This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down districts five and six each week in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey joined as always by Sean Kane. Let's see, Sean, I think you're muted. See if we can unmute your mic. There we go. I'm unmuted now. Yeah, now you're unmuted. What's weird. up, Sean? How you doing? Oh, I'm I'm great. You know, uh, just we had uh, the first shot clock usage ever at Century High School yesterday, so that was kind of neat. Um, pretty pretty easy, pretty seamless. Uh, so, and it was a girls' game, and we've just decided that we're just it's in there. We're going to use it now, and yeah, it was. Um, it was good. I think it's. I think it's going to be good for the for the game high school basketball. Personally, um, I can remember when I was in high school in uh, Pocatello. I went to Pocatello High School, and Pocatello boys were really really good. We went to state. Um, I wasn't on the team. I was watching, and uh, we played Skyline, and Skyline held the ball the whole time, and I think we won like sixteen to twelve, but om- ended up winning state championship, scoring like sixty points per the rest of the games but that first game almost didn't make it because literally i don't know how many possessions it is for 16 points but with that we there was not many more than that yeah that's like maybe 30 possessions possibly in a game and it might have been less (laughs) wow high efficiency yeah skyline held the ball i mean for like a whole quarter once i believe in that game so i think i think to watch at least for the fans it's way better to have that shot clock but what do I know? Yeah, well, we're going to find out because we are doing our girls basketball preview here on IdahoSports.com. Uh, we've got the previews up on the homepage, uh, conference breakdowns of every single league across the state, preseason coaches, polls for every conference and league in the state of Idaho, players to watch, all that great stuff. It is right on the homepage at idahosports.com we're going to do the same here break down what's going on in east idaho girls hoops even though for some teams we're already like four or five games in because of the overlap between the seasons but we finally have a chance now to talk some girls hoops and so i'm pretty excited about this sean are you ready oh always okay (laughs) let's let's start at 5a we'll just work our way down at the 5a classification the preseason coaches poll was pretty split Rigby and Thunder Ridge both tied for first. Highland was picked to finish third. Madison picked fourth. So far, I think that's probably pretty spot on. Rigby 6-0. Thunder is 4-0. Highland 3-2. Madison 0-5. And And between Rigby and Thunder, Sean, boy, those are two really good teams. I don't know how you pick. I, I you know, initially I would have kind of went with Thunder Ridge just because I've seen, you know, Aspen Caldwell, Kennedy Stinquist. I've seen these guys, these ladies play for a few years now, and they all come. I feel like they've been at Thunder Ridge for like eight years. Um, they were good when they were younger, and they are really good now. And I think Thunder Ridge will be a super tough team. Um, but I just like, you know, everyone just everyone said when they saw Rigby girls at state last year, how they were just very impressed with how that team was running, was running their game. And, uh, man, that's going to be a tough conference, but, um, you know, I like the experience of Thunder Ridge, but Rigby is also, um, you know, they're six and zero right now. I mean, I, I, you know, not many teams can say they start out six and zero, and most of them are four, a opponents, if I'm not mistaken, but 
still some really good 4A opponents up there in District 6. So I, I think that will be, you know, it's kind of a race there. Luckily, they usually get a, another play-in game, and both Rigby and Thunder Ridge placed last year. So I would imagine they're going to look to do the same this year. Yeah, so let's start with Thunder. You mentioned Aspen Caldwell. She is committed to Idaho to play for the Vandals, so D1 prospect. They also have Marley Spencer, who's committed to play uh, at Montana Western, just up the road in Dillon, Montana. And Stenquist, as you said, could really go anywhere. Rigby, uh, Coach Todd Barber has done a fantastic job with that Rigby program. Cambry Barber is a fantastic inside-out player, as is Kylie Danzy. Uh, I mean... Rigby is so, so good. You talked about both teams trying to navigate their way to state, uh, and both teams were able to last year. It will be a multi-bid district in 2022, uh, but the second-place team will have to play a play-in game against, um, I think it's either the fifth or the sixth-place team from District 3. Either way, I think you can book it. Thunder and Rigby both probably going to get the state yeah you could see that you know splitting regular season and playing a couple times in the tournament um you know it'll be it'll be both teams will be ready being able to play each other i think and um you know and i gotta say highland last night too and highland's a young kind of a young team with some good pieces and they're not going to be any pushover and you know madison is you know they're always a strong strong team but they're a little they're a little down this year, I think, on the girls' ends of things. I think they all played volleyball. <laughs> yes. Um, and so for Highland and Madison, we'll see if they're able to to break through the fray. For for Rigby and Thunder, we have to wait until January 18th. They play twice. Yeah, they play twice in the span of about 10 days at the very end of the regular season. So uh we will keep our eyes out for that uh let's let's move to 4a girls basketball i think the story has to start up in district six uh up in the high country conference where you've got a skyline team that shocked the world last year right they they upset blackfoot in the semifinals uh to, to earn a spot in the championship game blackfoot lost almost everybody from that team skyline conversely returns quite a bit of talent and so because of that the preseason poll looks like this it's skyline one blackfoot two and i'm inclined to agree with those rankings yeah i mean i think skyline probably brings back um the most per, you know the probably the most kind of experience but you know you district six uh they all they've all placed too you've got a very competitive competitive district where teams are placing at state, not just making it, but placing it and like skyline making a deep run um, and playing Blackfoot for the 18th, 30th time or whatever it was by then. <laughs> um, yeah. And then you've got a team, which I, you know, I think and I talked about this the other day is I think Shelly's really good. I think I would not look past Shelly and Hillcrest is also very tough, but man, I I'm, I'm a big fan of the Shelly team after seeing them play, uh, you know, and I hope to get to see more of the teams play. So I'm a little biased right now. Yeah. And, and really, I do think that uh, five of the six teams all could have a chance to beat up on each other. The preseason poll was skyline one Blackfoot two, Hillcrest three Shelly four Idaho falls five and then Bonneville six, maybe Idaho falls and Bonneville are a half tier below everybody else, but 
man, that top four, uh, you want to talk about star power. Every single team has a player that can go get a bucket uh, for Skyline. You know, you have the Shippen sisters, Shea mm-hmm. Shippen and Kaisa Shippen. Amy Basic is back as well uh, for Blackfoot. The only returning starter is Espy Vergara, but we know she can get hot from the three-point yeah, line. Um, can, can Marley Piper elevate her game as she goes from a reserve to a starter? And of course, Blackfoot is a great coach in Ramey Odom. Skyline is a great coach as well in Ty Keck. Uh, Hillcrest has the Kessler sisters, Quinley and Lexi. They're both really talented. And Brooke Cook is back for Hillcrest as well. And then Shelly maybe has the best one-two punch of any team in the conference with Brindley Cannon, who's a fantastic guard, and then Mia Williams, who's been starting. I mean, they've both been starting since day one of their freshman years. Um, and then for Idaho Falls, there's Callan Wood. Bonneville has Alyssa Harris. I mean, this is going to be a fun conference to watch all year long. Yeah, and um, I, I did. I got to see Idaho Falls. Idaho Falls just has a lot of really good pieces, too. They're they're kind of a um, kind of a scrappy, slow it down a little bit team and um, put in positions you don't want to be. So Idaho Falls, they're going to be good, too. And um, and Bonneville has some good players as well. And I mean, what a hard, 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 uh, hard to rank that preseason. I mean, you kind of just look at how they did, you know, last year coming back into it. You, you know, that's kind of what you got. Um, but Blackfoot, yeah, Blackfoot lost a lot. And I think it'll be interesting to see how their their season um, pans out in that conference. Two bids available uh, to state from District 6. 4A this year, Sean, gets no play-in games. <laughs> I guess after all of the uh, the hand-wringing from some of the, the Southeastern Idaho coaches and fans over um, more play-in games, they said, you know what? 4A, you will get no play-in games this year to state. Not a single one. So it's all just no comment even number of at this time, per... sir. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so yes, two bids from District Six. Uh, only one bid from District Five, Sean. And this is going to be equally unpredictable, but for different reasons because Preston, Pocatello, and Century all lost a ton to graduation. All of them are having to kind of rebuild slash reload on the fly here yeah so <laughs> i tried i tried to put this together as best i could with the limited amount of games so pocatello beat highland and it was a close game highland beat preston pretty easily and really shot the ball lights out down in preston and then century just lost to highland um last night by four points in a really back and forth game so if that helps, which it it didn't help me at all, is <laughs> I think I think is I think it's going to be really really close. You know, um, Preston has a new head coach. They lost a lot of seniors um, that were really good, but I think they're going to be good. Um, Pocatello's got kind of a lot of depth, I would say, and then Century's just kind of really tall, and you know you can't teach height, so. Sometimes that helps with Taylor Smith and Addie Butler and Reagan Trollson. Um, they, they've they're one of the tallest teams I've seen, and um, so you just got a lot of contrasts. And I mean, it might be a coin flip in that in the conference this year. I think all all teams will have a shot, and then they'll, you know, they're going to play each other twice at the end of the season, and then they're going to play each other twice again in the in the tournament, and it'll be it'll be definitely interesting. 
could come down to which coach can make the best adjustments. You've got a brand new coach in Camille Coons at Preston. Sonny Evans has been uh, at Pocatello for a couple of years now. And of course, Chris Schuler at Century, uh, the dean of coaches in District 5. Um, and then they each have interesting player makeups as well. Century has, you know, the, the best overall player in Taylor Smith. Uh, where, where did she commit to again, Sean? Weaver State. Okay. Division one school. Um, yep. For Pocatello, you know, they've got some good complimentary pieces. Do they have that alpha, that person that you can point to and say, I need a bucket, go get it. I think they're still figuring that out. And then Preston, you know, they've got Emma Coons, who's a great player, but three different players they were counting on to be varsity contributors all suffered knee injuries. Uh, Reese Swainston, Addie Romney, and Haven Holyoke all suffered ACL injuries over the summer. So Preston, a little snake bitten with injuries. Yeah, that's that's rough. Um, for Pocatello, I will tell you, uh, Taylor Bunderson, she she's pretty good. She can she can get the scoring done. I I think for Pocatello, it's it's a young team, and it'll be it'll be interesting who, like you said, who will take that lead um, to get the scoring done. Um, Taylor Rogers was also pretty good last year. Um, and what, and what Pokey did is it really didn't matter it, whatever game, however the game went, whoever was kind of getting the shots in, they went with, and that really worked for them. But as we know, when it comes to districts and stuff, you, it's sometimes you just need people to rely on. So, um, I think it'll be interesting to see there. Yeah. Uh, Pocatello and Preston both tied for first in our preseason coaches poll century was picked to finish third let's go to 3a hoops and let's start uh in district six with the mountain rivers conference where sugar salem has kind of you know held held the top position for such a long time they played teton in an all district six championship last year uh sugar did win that contest to win the 3a championship but this year in our preseason coaches poll it's been flip-flopped teton was picked first sugar was picked second South Fremont was picked to finish third. Yeah, and you've kind of you've just kind of seen those those battles all year already between Sugar and Teton, and um and I and I and I guess there's a lot of people in Teton now because what I'm hearing is they might be moving up to 4A, which I had no idea, but I guess their numbers have increased, and that might be a little indication of why their teams are better. But yeah, I guess Teton's on the verge of moving up, um, but. Yeah, really good teams. And, you know, if you think girls sports and basketball, Sugar Salem's always in the mix there. And, yeah, but I mean, that that conference is just going to be as heated as well. And Teton brings, you know, they bring back some players. So, uh, man, it's that's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty interesting where Teton's got a, a new first-year head coach in Patrick Hogan. Um, they they bring back uh, Grace Hogan, Reese Coons, Morgan Johnson. Were they were all all conference performers a year ago? Sugar Salem, obviously Crystal Daly, a longtime head coach, uh, fantastic job with the Diggers. They bring back probably the best overall player in the conference, Kennedy Gillette. She's a dynamic scorer. They also have Meg Fillmore and some other uh, complimentary pieces. Um, but Coach Daly said in in our preseason interview that marlo herford wrote up she said we lost a lot this is by far the youngest and most inexperienced team i've ever had so can teton take advantage we'll see south fremont also breaking in a brand new head coach in brooke bailey uh and they will kind of lean on brienne bailey and berkeley yancey so 
I don't know. It's going to be pretty interesting to watch these teams as they duke it out. One thing's pretty clear right now. District 6, I think, is a step ahead of District 5. Teton already has a win over American Falls. Sugar already has a win over Marsh Valley. And if we go down to District 5, American Falls, Marsh Valley, Snake River, were all picked to finish in a three-way tie for first place. They all received in, in our – because we send a ballot to each coach – and then they vote, you know, one, two, three, and we award points based on that. And they all ended up with the same amount of points. I think personally, <laughs> Eileen Snake River, they've got a really awesome point guard in Riley Edlifson, but American Falls is also always a very well-coached team. Yeah, I was going to, and then Marsh Valley, I was going to say too, Marsh Valley always kind of finds a way to be pretty good at, at girls basketball too. And I think that will be a, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I want to lean. I kind of want to lean Marsh Valley just because I feel I've seen like I've seen Marsh Valley play. They always have a really good system in place. Um, they're always well, they're 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 well coached. But Snake River always seems to have some sort of shooter or a really good guard, too. Yeah. And so Marsh Valley has a new head coach in Ashley Baker. She was previously the coach at Declo. She is now at Marsh Valley. They have uh, Camry Campbell and Sarah Sutton that they'll lean on. American Falls ha maybe has better balance. Like Snake's got the best player in Riley Edlifson. Um, but you look at what American Falls brings back. Paige Adair, Zoe Griggs, Sienna Cox, Macy Hall. Um, really, the, the one key player they lost was Raquel Ferringer. She was the point guard last year. But otherwise, you know, Stephen Grigg is a good coach at American Falls. I don't know. I, I, I'd go American Falls snake coin flip and then Marsh Valley, maybe a half step behind that. That's how I yeah. see it. And then when you look at American Falls, you know, they have a bunch of seniors and that I think that could be the difference there. So, but I'm going to, I'm going to still go with the screaming Eagles. <laughs> I'll be the controversy this All right. week. <laughs> uh, snake is three and one American Falls, two and one Marsh Valley, two and two so far on the young season and snake, especially, um, has a win over Kimberly 51 to 27. Kimberly is kind of the favorite over in district four and they lost to soda Springs in overtime 52 to 48. And we're going to talk about soda Springs right now. And what a good program they are as we transition to two a basketball. Let's let's start in district five, the Southeast Idaho conference where soda Springs has dominated this league for so long. Now, last year, they had such a rigorous schedule that by the time they got to state, their record was like at 500 or maybe a game above. But observers who knew uh, and didn't look at just the win-loss record knew that Soda Springs challenged themselves with the schedule and they were well-prepared for state play. Um, so Soda Springs, to me, is kind of the favorite. When you look at the, the coaches' poll, they were picked to finish first. Uh, Bear Lake and Westside were picked to finish tied for second. Aberdeen was fourth. Malad was fifth. Aberdeen got all the way to the championship game last year before they fell to Coal Valley Christian, and then they lost a lot to graduation. But what do you make of this league, Sean? Well, I, I'm just looking at the poll, and I'm sure Westside and Bear Lake love to see a tie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure both – no, I'm just – I'll probably get choked for that, but I thought that was pretty funny. But, no, Soda Springs, man, they've uh, they've made it to the state tournament I, I think there was a, it was a record number of years in a row, maybe for girls if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, that's, they're going to be, they're going to be pretty solid. Um, you know, 
I I like how they they usually they're pretty kind of fast and like you said they play that that they play that tough season. Um, they come in ready to go and they always and they always have like you know they always have a sophomore that's now a junior that's really good. That so Springs really has a program. I think they know how to kind of keep that going. Um, and then Westside and um, Bear Lake are always very competitive and. Uh, you know that that might be a coin flip. It'll probably be one of those. They beat them early in the season, and then they come back, and the other team beats them late in the season, and then you go to the district, and and then like you said, Aberdeen lost a lot of people, and Malad. Yeah, I just Malad used to be pretty solid at basketball, but when you look at a conference like that's a pretty difficult conference. There's a lot of good athletes throughout that in every sport. So um, it kind of just came to me like there's a lot of good teams out of that five teams. Those teams are always competitive. Yeah, so uh, with Soda Springs, they bring back Janetti Garbett and Zippy Somson, uh, among others. Uh, you know, we have to talk about with Soda Springs, they have a new coach this year, Josh Zentner, who previously had coached at Bonneville and I believe won a state championship at Bonneville, right? Is that Does that sound right, Sean? It, with girls? Yeah, but Bonneville girls won it a couple years ago, didn't they? The 4A title. They were really yeah, good. Yeah, the, yeah, they had they had like five. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, so so Josh Zentner is the new uh coach at Soda Springs because longtime coach Wade Schwanevelt, uh, you know, coached for 20 plus years at Soda Springs, uh, one of the winningest coaches in uh, you know, Idaho history, but some very disturbing allegations came out over the, the spring and the summer, you know, Schwanevelt had to resign his position position from the school. Uh, you know, he's currently facing an East Idaho news, uh, d- com has done a fantastic job reporting on this, but you know, he's facing 20 counts of rape and, you know, there's allegations of inappropriate relationships with students. And it's, it's very, you know, uh, everyone's innocent until proven guilty, certainly. Um, but on the surface, you know, doesn't look like a great situation there. So I'm hoping that Soda Springs can kind of turn a new page and rise and above, fresh. move on and, um, you know, not let that affect them moving forward because, you know, they've, they've got to have their own, you know, it's, it's, it's their program. Now it's his program and they can kind of just move forward and, Sometimes, you know, you just got, you just got to do, put on your best hat and go do it. And, uh, they, they know how to do that down there in soda. That's for sure. Yeah. So a new coach at soda, new coach at Aberdeen as Andrew Jolly takes over after being the JV coach the past couple of seasons, uh, new coach at Bear Lake, Ken Wells, and there's a new coach in Malad this year as well. So four of the five teams breaking in new coaches uh bridget checkets is the only at west side is the only returning coach uh that's actually been there before so it's another interesting dynamic it's kind of starting to be like football i feel like football this year we had a ton of first year head coaches yeah um, i think you'll start seeing that too i i you know i i think the time of where you have you know coaches there for extended periods of times i i just don't feel that that's going to be the norm anymore um kind of how just the landscape of things are i could be wrong there's not many dinosaurs like me out there anymore so um but you know I, I i see people moving and i think it you know sometimes it's good maybe just to get a different perspective on things and i think it's kind of a good thing you don't need to be somewhere 30 years to for for really any reason but uh 
I mean, I'll be here for 30 years, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, but yeah, we talked about this on a lot of other podcasts this week. You know, I went and counted this year, Sean, there are 50 new head coaches in place for girls varsity basketball. I mean, that's just, wow. that's not sustainable. And it's, no. it's a, it's a combination of the juice isn't worth the squeeze, the, the time investment, you know, coaches have families, they have personal lives. Uh, you have to deal with parents now. Sometimes you have to deal with administrators. Sometimes you have to deal with the players. I mean, there's just a lot more uh, that coaches have to deal with these days. And a lot of them are going, you know what? It's not really worth it. And so I really hope that we do get some coaches that stick around for 30 years. We oh, need some stability. Yeah. I mean, that's the other side of it too. Um, I always like seeing new people enter it because it's, it's, it's nice to have some new ideas and you know 99 percent of the time i'm right but that one percent i'll allow other people to give me ideas no but that's good too but yeah i get it and and i and coaches don't have you know i would say coaches don't have like the the say that they used to you know like if, if your coach says it it's like you know kind of a big deal now it's kind of like uh it's just a coach and hopefully we can change that perspective a little bit but um yeah, I, I see what you're saying. That's a lot. I didn't know there was that many. That is a ton. Yeah, 50. Uh, pretty pretty crazy. Uh, let's let's move to District 6, the Nuclear Conference in 2A. Uh, this one seems pretty clear-cut. Ryrie is the favorite. They were picked one. North Fremont, two. Firth, three. West Jefferson, four. Salmon, five. Ryrie, the overwhelming favorite. Uh, we saw what they did during volleyball season. Uh, a lot of those same athletes play basketball. McKinley Bond, Maddie Andreessen, Brianna Scott, and Jake Landon's a very good coach for Ryrie. Yeah, Ryrie, you know, comes back with a lot of experience. Uh, they had a great record. Um, yeah, th and those three people you mentioned are all seniors, and I, I think they're just that's going to be a that's going to be a tough team. Um, this conference again is another tough conference with North Fremont and West Jefferson. You just, you get some good teams in there. Definitely. Uh, and in fact, Ryrie is going to host, uh, an invitational this weekend, uh, the Ryrie Bulldog shootout. It's going to be, uh, girls basketball teams. Uh, let's see, I can pull up who's going to be competing here. Ryrie will be there. Obviously Ambrose is coming over from, from the treasure Valley. Uh, the Pocatello C team will be competing there. Butte County, Coal Valley Christian, Marsh Valley, Parma, Teton, and West Jefferson. That's a nice little tournament. Yeah, that's got a good got a good mix. You got a little got a little east, a little west. You got a you got a little magic. You know, it look that'll be good. That's good. I always like the tournaments. You get a good barometer of the teams and get to see different looks and. It's really nice. I like them early too because it's it gets a little it's a little uh, sloppy and kind of fun that way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, Ryrie is off to a three and two start this year. The Bulldogs have lost to Teton and Soda Springs, um, and they really lost to Soda Springs, sixty five to thirty two. So Ryrie, um, I guess can can see where they stack up in terms of the the hierarchy in 2A basketball statewide. Um, North Fremont brings back Emery Lenz, Ben Lenz, longtime head coach there. Um, they also return uh, some some other key pieces from a year ago. Uh, Hallie Orm comes back as well. When you look at Firth, you know, they've got Daytona Folkman, Bridget Leslie, uh, Wes Jefferson's got Jaylee Ball. 
Salmon's breaking in a brand new head coach in Raymond Wood. And I don't know, they're kind of the unknown in this whole thing. Yeah. And sometimes when you're just, you know, the, the expectations are the roof um, and you don't really have that roof, you never know what can happen and make some upsets happen and some different things like that. So it'll be interesting to see what Salmon can pull out of the river. <laughs> oh, funny real funny guy okay let's go 1-8-D-1 uh, in the uh, district 5-6 uh, you've got uh, the preseason poll looks like this Grace picked 1 Butte County 2 Chalice 3 Butte County was the team that got to state last year in fact they were undefeated until they got to the semifinals where they lost to Prairie uh, and then longtime head coach Carla Hansen retired in the offseason. Richard Hansen, who had been the JV coach uh, the past several years, is now the head coach. Uh, Butte County is having to pretty much reset, though. They lost uh, their top six players from last year. They were all seniors, so it's a new cast of characters. Meanwhile, for Grace, boy, they bring back a lot of good players. Tenley Walker, Sidney Smith, and a really good coach in Kyle Christensen. Yeah, and uh, Grace is off to a three-one start. They lost to Westside, but you know they beat Rockland and Aberdeen already. Uh, so I mean, Grace is Grace has just already played some pretty good opponents, and on on track to be kind of take over that conference from Butte County, who's been there for kind of a kind of been in that driver's seat for a while. Yeah, and, and Grace won the state title. You know, it was only two years ago when, when Grace won the 1A D1 championship. So they are certainly the favorites there. Chalice has a new head coach as well, uh, Jordan uh, Orecki. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Um, but Jordan Orecki is the new coach at Chalice. And then let's tackle this gigantic conference at the 1A D2 level, the Rocky Mountain Conference districts five and six, nine teams in this conference, Sean. Uh, so they are going to play everybody. Uh, they can't play everybody twice because that would be your entire schedule. So only one of the games will count in the conference standings. And I found that on a lot of the schedules, it's the early games. You know, it's like the first time you're playing the team is the one that counts in the league standings. So interesting. It's yeah, kind of interesting. But the, the preseason poll was Rockland one, Ledor two, Mackie three, North Gem four, Showban five, Water Springs six, Grace Lutheran seven, Taylor's Crossing eight, Clark County nine. <laughs> so it's kind of the same situation like volleyball, right? It's very will they have will they have extra bids? Did they did they figure that out yet? We might need to help them out. But um, they, they get two. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, you know Rockland again. Rockland just has been just strong overall um, in in sports lately, and I, I really like Rockland. Uh, they've they've got some good players coming out of there. Can they come back and win this? Um, they what did they go twenty four and one last year? And, and, you know, all the way to the title game. So, you know, Rockland's super strong. Um, I believe their head coach, Vern Nelson, has been there a long time. Very He's long a, time. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've gotten to do that that division one time at state, and Rockland was there, and it was pretty interesting to talk to Vern. And so he's been there a long time. And then you just, you know, you've got a lot. This 
conference is just interesting to me with uh, with the teams with like Ledor and Sadie Bird and um you got Mackie Mackie's always kind of an interesting team I always like the Mackie Miners and um yeah <laughs> so yeah to me you know it's 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 better to look at this in terms of tiers you know I've got Rockland in a tier of its own um just because you know they've got the Wilson Twins uh Taylor Boyer is back they just got a lot of pieces in the next tier, then I would put Ledor and Mackey. And to me, those are the those are the three teams that'll be fighting for the two spots uh, to get to state this year. Uh, Ledor, you mentioned with Sadie Bird. Mackey's got Megan Moore back, who's um, really tough to stop down low. And then in the next tier, I've got North Gem, Showban, and Water Springs. I've got them all kind of, uh, you know, clustered together in in a tier. Um, when you look at individual players that will stand out for those teams, you know, North Gem's got Hayden Corda, Water Springs has Caitlin Severson. Um, and they've got, you know, Water Springs has a, a new head coach this year that they're breaking in as well. Uh, there's a lot of new coaches like we talked about around the entire state, but Water Springs, or excuse me, that's on the boys side. Uh, Dave Faulkner is, is the, still the girls coach at Water Springs. Um, and then in the next tier, and then Showban as well. You know, Showban's got a new coach in Lathaniel Lowley. He's he's coached a lot of like club basketball, so we'll see if he can help out there. Uh, Grace Lutheran is kind of in a tier of their own. You know, traditionally Grace Lutheran has been a really strong team, but um, you know, head coach Ryan Strello says uh, you know he's got six players this year, which can, can make things difficult at times. Um, and then Taylor's Crossing and Clark County are kind of in a tier of their own as well. Low numbers, new to the game of basketball. We'll see. Yeah, you've got kind of like the, you know, like the old guard. Some teams that have been there for a while, and then we kind of got these younger, new teams that are kind of just entering their own. So you've got a really good mix in this Rocky Mountain Conference. But I definitely think it's it's kind of Rockland's to 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 take this year. Um, and maybe Ledor or Mackey can give them some run for their money. Yeah, it, it'll be a lot of fun to watch them all compete and duke it out over the season. That is for sure. So, all right, we did it, Sean. We got through our girls' basketball preview. Nicely done. I know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been in, already involved in the girls' basketball. So, I'm, it's like I said, we have the shot clock going. I think that'll be an interesting dynamic for what teams use it, don't use it what refs know how it works, what refs don't, you know, it's, it's like, they said it was like seven page thing in the book to read about. And I didn't even know all the rules, but that, that was interesting. And um, just kind of learning that. And yeah. And then, you know, boys basketball starts today for century. They play Thunder Ridge. So a little East Idaho matchup there um, should be kind of interesting. Both kind of teams lost a lot of people. So they'll, they'll be kind of, Ryan Frost, uh, Coach Ryan Frost, essentially put it this way: It'd be kind of like who who wants kind of wants to go out and not kind of be a wiener about it and kind of just take over because he got because he kind of got two young teams, you know, like oh I'm hurt or whatever. He's he kind of said who's going to go out and you know kind of just kind of take care of business because it's too you know uh, Thunder Ridge kind of lost a lot of people and Century had a little bit of a turnover too, so it'd be kind of interesting to see that. But I can't believe it's already boys basketball too. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ryan Frost, great coach, straight shooter as always. He never (laughs) makes excuses about anything. (laughs) Even last year with the one bid to state, he was just like, yeah, you know what? It is what it is. He's the only one like everyone's fired up about it. You know, the janitor's fired up about it. The, you know, everyone's fired. And he's kind of like, yeah, he just got to win to make it. Like, yep. (laughs) Yeah. He was, he was, he's pretty much the only one not, he didn't really take it like such a just you know he just is like we still got to play and whatever so i was you know i'm he's better than me in that i like to get fired up about things but you know i can learn something yeah he's he's pretty steady eddie and yeah after after reading up on the shot clock sean you might be teaching the class next year to everybody else around the state when it's time to implement it for real (laughs) nope (laughs) that won't be me (laughs) it was just like things like if it's a defensive foul do you set it back to 20 or instead of 35 and there was there's i i just thought it hit the rim you reset it you know i don't i don't need the details yeah there's a <laughs> lot there yeah we don't yeah we don't need the details that's for sure um okay so speaking of details though uh girls basketball preview stuff is all live on our site idahosports.com boys basketball previews are being added every day we're getting more and more in those should be up and fully in by the start of next week um, wrestling coverage has started. We had our preseason polls this year. The IdahoSports.com wrestling staff will be uh, doing team rankings every week. You know the top five for each classification, and then a top five uh, all all classifications, five A all the way down to one A. Who are the pound for pound the five best teams? We'll also rank the top five girls wrestling teams in the state each week, and we're bringing back the individual rankings this year. We'll be ranking the individual wrestlers by their weight class, which is going to be so exciting that we're able to bring that back to you. And Sean, we are launching a new podcast starting next Tuesday night. It'll be every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Mountain Time live. It is a wrestling only podcast, the Matt Chat Prep Cast. I think the wrestling fans are going to love it. Yeah, you know, wrestling kind of kind of gets the the back of the gym during during basketball right it's not always fully on display so um and you know here's the deal idaho uh, produces some great wrestlers that we probably don't get enough recognition to and uh, i think it'll be a great opportunity for the state and and uh, obviously us at idaho sports to kind of get that out there because we we have great wrestling programs and I will say the I don't I'm I'm guessing there wasn't a lot of turnover in the wrestling coaches. It always seems like the wrestling coaches are the same. Yes, uh, and that's and probably why they reproduce really good wrestlers. But um, yeah, most for the most part, your wrestling coaches are they've been there since I was in high school. I feel like sometimes. So uh, yeah, that'll be great. It'll be great to get that get that out there and get people tuned in and create a little buzz. I I I think wrestling our first home wrestling duel for century is tomorrow so yeah wrestling season starts this week as well just like boys basketball and girls basketball of course has already been off and running we will get off and running and uh let you get on with your day sean um thank you for popping on and doing this again we appreciate it absolutely i know it's uh it's it's fun and uh people always ask where we are if we don't come on so you know i just got to answer the calls (laughs) yeah you're like (laughs) batman the signal flashes in the sky and and we did talk about district six today brandon i just you know yeah popping that out there we we had a little district six discussion there so i'm i'm there i've seen a lot of district six teams already this year 
In most of the the bigger classifications, 5A, 4A, 3A in girls' basketball, District 6 is definitely ahead of District 5, and so that's where the conversation has to start in East Idaho, oh, yeah. certainly. Um, when you get to 2A, 1A, you know, then it gets a little e- more even between the two districts. But, um, yeah, a lot of good basketball to be played uh, in both Districts 5 and 6 all year long, and we'll be here to break it down for you each and every week. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. For Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey. This has been the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com.